Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Nu 
bidraget som går direkt till final är Marcus Sonatilis med er 12 går till Paul Ray. So here we go then, episode number four of Melfest Monday for 2023. You've just heard the songs that competed in heat number three at the weekend on Saturday night, along with the moments that both Paul Ray and Marcus Martinez qualified direct to the final of Melfest 2023. Of course, well that is James, I'm Rob, hello. I'm sure you recognise us from the Eurotrip podcast where we're with you every Wednesday, but for the duration of Melfest, you know this already, we are here with Melfest Monday. And James, what a show we saw in not Lin Sherping, in Lid Sherping. Yeah, I think, do you agree? Maybe it was the best show we've had so far. Out of the three heats we've seen, it was the strongest. It was the most entertaining. Yeah, what a quality round of songs on Saturday night. Yeah, really strong, wasn't it? Really, really strong competition from all of the artists. And I think any of them really can consider themselves lucky or unlucky to have made it through given the strength of the quality in heat number three it was really good it was great we enjoyed it we'll talk about it at length shortly with a special guest as we like to do here on the podcast but of course james that's not the only thing we'll be doing on this episode of malfest monday no absolutely not heat number four is coming up at the weekend heat number four of course containing the one and only Lorene. she is back in Melfest this year and sound the alarms she is going to be on the podcast this week we'll be chatting to three artists and Lorene is one of them yeah Lorene in conversation with me coming up later on in today's episode very very exciting I can't quite get my head around the fact that heat number four is almost here. By this time next week, James will have heard each of the 28 songs in Melfest 2023. Yeah, it's flying by, isn't it? Uh, Lorene on the podcast, as we say. We've also got conversations with both Smash Into Pieces and Cena and Yoris. So we've got all that and more still to come. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. As we've already said, this is incredible to think that we are already on episode four of Melfest Monday in 2023, which does mean, of course, as we've already mentioned, heat number four, we'll be looking ahead to that, including Loreen, very shortly. And we'll be doing that with our special guest. It's an Afton Bladet hat trick. We had Stina Dargren last week, we had Toby Eck the week before, and now it's Jenny Argren. Jenny, welcome back to Melfest Monday. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me again. I'm so happy to be back. And it's nice to be speaking to you from your high tech, high end recording studio, <laughs> which is in fact... My cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very, very tiny and it's very hot as well. So we'll see if I will be standing up the the entire <laughs> recording. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny, does this mean, like me, like Rob, like most of the people listening, you were watching Melfest on Saturday night from the comfort of your own home, is that right? Yes, I did. In home, within my sofa, with my kids, or with one. Uh, my uh, oldest girl, she just left after two minutes <laughs> she not, was already not, she not was a al- big fan of dolly style then <laughs> no no she danced to dolly style but then jesper started talking about his family and she was like oh just get on with it i just want to hear the songs so she left 
And she came back for the last song uh, with Marcus and Martinez. Which is probably a very good place to start because Marcus Martinez, the twins from Norway, of course, uh, advanced direct to the final. Jenny, give us your thoughts on that duo. Uh, at first, when I heard that Marcus and Martinez was going to be in Melody Festival, and I was like, oh no, why? Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, they are not so popular bland, uh, ab- among the elderly in Sweden, but the kids, of course, love them. And it was uh, some time ago that they actually had a big hit. So I was kind of bored in, in the beginning that they were going to be in. But then I heard the song and I saw the number and I was like, oh my God, is Norway going to win this for Sweden? <laughs> and I loved odd. it. And are they? Do you think, having now seen it, they won the heat, they're straight through to the final, are they in with a chance? Are they a real contender? Of course they are, because I guess they're, they're a heat winner. Absolutely. They are uh, going to be uh, top five uh, favourites, I think, in in the final. Um, probably the two, uh, two most popular. I think we haven't seen anything like this in this year's Melody Festival and, and we're all waiting for Lorian to come this next Saturday but this was like oh finally we have something and someone and so, uh, that wants to do something with Melody Festival in 2023 <laughs> so that was amazing to see them and to hear the song and knowing that we actually might have a good winner this year Obviously, they were the the act that qualified first, so we don't know the the exact breakdown of where they got the points from. But do you think, you mentioned before, that the the younger audience are probably going to be voting for for those two. Do you think that's probably where a lot of their support came from on Saturday night? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, But I also uh, spoke to my parents, and they also liked Marcos and Martinez. And you know, they are 78 and 80, so... They also like them. So I think that people, you know, they like a good show and they like good music. And that's what Marcus and Martinez gave everyone. Jenny, shall we chat about the other artist on Saturday night who qualified direct to the final? Paul Ray, of course. Now, we've chatted both to your colleagues, Stina and Toby, on the podcast. We've spoken to them both about... Paul Ray, and they've both sort of said he's a little bit bland, he's a bit dull, he's a bit boring. On Saturday night, though, he wasn't, was he? He was a bit lively, he was a bit upbeat. Really, really enjoyable, actually, wasn't he? Yes, he was, and I was really surprised when I saw the number uh, first on Thursday's rehearsal. I was like, oh, he's doing an up-tempo song, that's great. I mean, he's been, he's done two ballads, uh, slow songs, and so it was really good that he did something completely different and as our other Aftonbladet colleague said Marcus Larsson he said he was like coming out as Mons Selmelöv so I think he did a great uh, number actually it was really catchy wasn't it it's a really good hook it's a really good chorus and I think you can tell can't you that Dino Medanhodzic is involved in this as well he's one of the songwriters on that song with Paul Ray and you can tell it's got his stamp all over it Yes, it, it 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 really has, and and I think this is going to be a hit on the radio. It's going to be a hit at all the gyms. Everyone wants to run to it and and everything. So I, I think he has a real, real big hit coming. 
he seemed to have a bit of competition during the the voting sequence, though, didn't he? It looked like it was going to be him for uh, for part of the voting. Then it looked like Nordman. They were getting quite a lot of the votes as well. G- give us an idea uh, about Nordman. We were chatting on last week's podcast that they used to be big, sort of in the the nineties, the noughties. But all of their fans came flooding back on Saturday night, didn't they, to uh, get them through to the the semi final in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves Nordman, uh, no matter what kind of uh, music you listen to in general. So Nordman, I think everyone has very much affection for for Nordman. And we all have uh, learned and uh, read a lot about Håkan Hemlin's um, rough life. And I think everyone just is happy for them to be on the stage again and be back in Melodifestivalen and... And has a song that's, it's not going to win, but we like to have them in the final uh, if we can. So we'll see what what happens in the semifinals. But I think really that the Swedish people were happy to have them back. And uh, with all the ravens and everything, that was kind of mysterious in the beginning. But yeah, there was, it was a show. Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned the Raven there, and I wanted to talk about actually the staging of everyone's entry, I think, this week that we saw in Lidchirping, because it seemed like it really went up a notch, this show. Heat number three, not just in terms of the quality of songs, and obviously we've still got to talk about our fourth qualifier, at least to the semi-final, Melanie Weber, but the quality, as I say, of the song, but also of the presentation was really, really up there this week. Yes, it was much better than, uh, let's say, uh, the first week. So the first week, I think, was really, really boring. And now it really felt like something has happened. It's like it always has to go about three or four weeks before Melody Festival and is up and running. And, you know, everything is working with the songs and and, uh, also the hosts. Uh, So I think I don't know why this happened this week. Or if it's if the the producers have you know thought about it especially, I don't know. But something happened that was good. Let's get back to the artists on Saturday night. The the other artist to qualify to the semi final, uh, Melanie Weber, of course. She was making her debut as a participant on the stage on Saturday night. We we saw the joy as well in the, in her postcard, didn't we, where, where Farrow was there telling her that she was going to be taking part in Melfest this year. What do you think about her making her debut at the weekend? I wasn't so uh, keen on her uh, song, actually, and, and, and not the show at all. So I didn't know what everyone was doing. <laughs> what? Did you vote her to the semi-finals? And when we, Tobbe and Marcus Larsson and me, we, we have our own uh, podcast and, and we talked about this on Thursday. And I was like, I don't get what you're talking about. I don't understand why is this a good song. I, And I still don't think that it's a really good song. I I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't. It, it It just doesn't do anything for me. Well, but she was very happy. Well, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully for her, the, the televoting public in, in Sweden saw something that maybe you didn't. She made it through. Should we talk about the, the other three artists then that, that unfortunately we won't be seeing again in the competition this year? Jenny, who do you think is the most unlucky not to have made it through? So we had Ida Lover in fifth place, Laurel in sixth, and then Casanovas, who, James, you had a lovely conversation with last week that people would have heard on the Eurotrip podcast. They finished last in the semi-final, which was a surprise to me. 
Yeah, I ha- I actually thought they were going to the semifinals because if Arvingarna or maybe Linda Bengtsing would have done this song, it would have gone straight to semifinals. Maybe not not to the final, but straight to the semifinal because it was it's a really catchy song, and it's just like all the other dance bands songs that we have heard in the uh, Melody Festival in earlier years. So I'm quite surprised actually that they ended up lost but i mean they're going to tour in sweden and nothing's going to happen with their their career and laurel she has a big hit with this habit and she's going to keep on doing songs but oh my god don't make me listen to her song once more <laughs> are you are you going to miss the the zombie rats or whatever they were behind her <laughs> what were they really what were they uh panda bears they were pe- no purple panda bears were they uh, and it was i mean i don't understand anything of the i mean i'm just happy that my kids didn't like uh her song otherwise we would have it on repeat so um we'll see what happens to her but and i think Ida Lova will come back to Melody Festival and she's loved Melody Festival and she uh, since she she was a kid and uh, she had a great voice with a better song i liked the song but it was quite generic uh, gener- uh? generic yeah generic yeah <laughs> uh so with a better song with a better performance, she might be uh, back again next year. That is one artist I'd, I'd love to see back next year, Ida Lover. There was just something about her on Saturday night where I think she just, although she didn't get the vote, she, she managed to capture the attention of the viewers. There was something uh, of the likes of, of Clara Klingenstrom from a, from a couple yes. of years ago, wasn't there? Do you agree? Yes, I agree uh, totally. So that I was quite surprised that she didn't make it to the semifinals because I would have been happier if she w- uh, would have made it to the semifinals than Melanie Weber. Your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. This is indeed Melfest Monday. The brilliant Jenny Agron will be back with us later on in today's episode to look ahead to heat number four. And talking of heat number four, we've said it enough already, we will be hearing from three of the artists competing in that heat later on in today's episode. Very, very shortly, in fact, including Loreen. She's on the podcast shortly. But James, this music means it is time to add some more songs to our Melfest party playlist. Hmm, yeah, we've already got six songs in there. We're trying to create or curate. Don't know which one you prefer there. Create or curate the, the best possible playlist of Melfest songs that you can listen to to get yourself in the mood for this year's show. Uh, each week, both Rob and I will choose one song to add to the playlist. And I think we've got a really strong set of songs in there so far. And you at home agree. We've had loads of comments on, on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast on, on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can get a lot of positive comments. I mean, you have. <laughs> yeah, you may, have. Maybe your choices haven't been as strong, but you've still got a few more weeks. I can see a phase being pulled there. I'm going to keep talking to not allow you to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got a few more weeks to add some strong contenders, uh, including this week. You can go first. What have you got to offer? Not as strong, how dare you? <laughs> Not as strong, just different, just different. I've got very eclectic notes. So yeah, reminder, so far, very quickly, before I give you this week's submission from me. Uh, so, so far, on the party playlist, we have Clara Hammerstrom, Run to the Hills, Cassia Pier, Can't Get Enough, 
Margaret from Cabana, Alcazar Stay the Night, Timotei and Com, and James, of course, your suggestion from last week, Do That Do and Road Trip. Absolutely. Six great choices, three stronger than uh, the others. Um, <laughs> go on, what have you got this week? Honestly questioning whether or not I'm going to bother, given, <laughs> given that attitude. But I think you and everyone else at home is going to enjoy my submission this week. So this is the song that I'm adding to our Melfest party playlist this time. So, James, inspired by the heat that we saw on Saturday, it is, of course, Dolly Style and Habibi. <laughs> oh, honestly, this is just ridiculous. Only because I'm going to ruin it, because I had a Dolly Style track to play. <laughs> Let's add two! Moment. Let's add two! Well, I created a rule a couple of weeks ago that said we weren't allowed to have more than one artist. We're, we're going to throw that rule out the window. Please say yes. I think there's a Dolly style waiver in any rule book. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely fine. So, yeah, I've gone with Habibi anyway, of course, that we saw them opening the competition with on Saturday night. Uh, that came, by the way, unbelievably fifth in the third heat of Melody Festival in 2019. They got 40 points and they didn't make it through. Shocking, if you ask me. Absolutely shocking. Well, I've already given it away in terms of what my choice is. Well, not quite. There's a choice between one or two. Uh, so let's have a listen. Another classic of the genre from Dolly Style. Uh, honestly, I love them both. I really, really do. Yeah, so that was back in 2016. They were in the fourth heat, managed to get through to the second chance round, but then came up against one of the favourites from that year, uh, Samia and Victor. So they were they were never going <laughs> to qualify against that duo. Uh, but that was their joint best result in Melfest. Of course, they competed the year before, making their debut with Hello High, also got knocked out in the second chance round. But two great choices from us you there. We're on the same page. The Dolly style double that you didn't expect on today's episode of Malfest Monday. Yeah, so keep your submissions coming in. Any tracks you want to add to the party playlist, let us know. At Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email if you want. If you've got loads of submissions, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. And let me know if you enjoyed my submission this week. Because I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit insecure about my music taste. So from the Melfest Party playlist, it's time for us to look ahead to heat number four. Four of four, of course, the last heat in this year's competition. Jenny Argren from Afton Blada will be joining us shortly. But let's chat to a few of the artists taking part this year. Absolutely. We are going to kick off with Smash Into Pieces, which are a very intriguingly named rock band from, you guessed it, Sweden. Although, to be fair, you can't be sure... We had two artists not from Sweden in heat number three, didn't we, on Saturday? But they are indeed a rock band. They were formed in 2008. So they are Chris, Benjamin, Per Bergqvist, and, and this is intriguing, 
DJ Apocalypse, who we will hear more about later on in my interview. I said one of their members is called Chris. He goes by the name of Adam. So confusingly, I will be calling him Adam throughout this interview. But that's that's by the by. But it's brilliant to see Smashing to Pieces in the competition for the first time, making their debut, a genre that we've not yet seen in Mellow in 2023, a bit of electronic kind of pop, rock, metal So who knows what we can expect from them this coming weekend. But here's what happened when I caught up with, as I said, he's called Chris. I called him Adam. He didn't mind. This is what happened when we caught up. So Adam from Smash Into Pieces, welcome to Malfest Monday. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure being here. Adam, we have to start this interview with you telling everybody who is listening to this where you are doing the interview from. I'm doing it in the staircase down to uh, our studio here in our hometown in Sweden. It fits our uh, apocalyptic uh, image. So I'm sitting here in the Batcave, uh, so to speak. Well, it's an honor to be chatting to you from the Batcave. So thank you for joining us. (laughs) Adam, first things first, tell us a bit about you and about the band. Because people listening to this, they might be thinking... What are Smashing to Pieces doing in Melody Festival? And we'll talk about what took you to the competition in a bit, but tell us a bit about yourselves. Well, I can just speak for myself, I think. Uh, I think that's going to be the shortest version of this interview. Um, I am Chris Adam from uh, Smashing to Pieces. I'm the singer and uh, been in Smashing to Pieces for 15 years and uh, touring the world. And... Um, I am really fortunate to be in Smashing to Pieces with like-minded people that wants to take over the world, but in a peaceful way. And uh, yeah, well, here, here we are. I'm going to do uh, the Eurovision version, Swedish version of Eurovision. So uh, and we are looking forward to enter the stage and uh, try to um, win. Well, wow. yeah, you're in a you're in a uh, a very difficult heat. I know that much. The the last heat they're making you wait until last. Of course, you're in heat number four on Saturday. But yeah, yeah, very very exciting. Tell us about your sound. What can people expect if they've not heard any of your music before? I think it's uh it's it's quite a if you listen to Smashing the Pieces, um, I don't. I mean the the term rock music is kind of hard in people's ears but smashing the pieces is really more more like a pop rock electronic rock sound to it so the song is it's it's a typical smash song i should say it's uh it's an epic uh, arena sound it's a big chorus it's actually uh melodies it's not just like uh, meat and potatoes it's uh it's it's um it's a big chorus and uh, I think the chorus is really, really strong. I love that. It's not just meat and potatoes. I'm going to use that. I love that. Meat and potatoes are good, though. But uh, in this term, it's not a, it's not it's not a positive thing. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So, so, Adam, you said you you've been in the band basically since since the start. So back in in 2008, I think it was that you guys started. You yeah. have now got. A... I was kidnapped, by the way by my guitarist from my school band that I had at the time. So I'm kidnapped, you could say. You were kidnapped by the guitarist <laughs> of the band 15 years ago and you're still He just there. decided that he wanted me and I, I joined peacefully. Little did you know then that 15 years later, this would still be your life. 
exactly like that. Now, you started, as we said, back in 2008, but there is now a very interesting member of the band that I want to talk to you about, which is, I assume, someone that people will be seeing on stage, which is DJ Apocalypse. Is that right? You can call him, or it, you can call it APOC. APOC. It's a shorter, it's a nickname for the Apocalypse DJ, which is the soul of Smashing the Pieces, you can say. And APOC has been with us since our first record in the, in the booklet of our first debut album. And in 2016, he joined as a physical member of Smashing Pieces. He, he is like Batman. And there's a version of APOC, which is uh, Bruce Wayne. And we don't know who it is. I love that. I love that. And, and they, APOC, have a very special look as well, don't they? Just describe yeah. the look. It's a really uh, apocalyptic uh, figure. It's it's basically smashing to pieces Eddie, if you know who Iron Maiden is. It's our um, mascot. And uh, he looks like, um, if you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, those uh, guys who are riding on the, the horses with... Um, the hoodies and he looks a little bit like that but with a glowing face so and adam for people listening to this what can you say to them what would you like to say to them if they watch the show if they enjoy it and they want to throw a vote your way what would you like to say to them i'm going to be thinking about the the fact that i'm standing there and be really grateful for the whole experience and just try to have fun and I want the people at home to have fun with us and just, you know, let's let's do a show together and just, you know, have a good have a good time. And uh, if people like it, if they haven't seen us before, I really would see them going out on tour to see us, you know, we're, because we're going to go out on, on a European tour the day after. We're going to be in it's in. Uh, we're going to go on, out on tour for a one month in Europe. So if, if guys like what they're seeing, we're going to be there. Uh, yeah. So I hope to see people there as well. And I did see, but very conveniently, you have a North American tour that fits perfectly. Yeah. Fits perfectly between Melody Festival and Eurovision. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hectic schedule. You can say that. Adam, thank you so much for chatting to us. Good luck with the rest of rehearsals and everything. And we can't wait to see you in the competition. Yeah, thanks, man. Great to hear Smashing to Pieces here on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. They'll be making their debut in Melody Festival on Saturday night uh, and performing before them in uh, second in the running order. Also making their debut in the competition is Cena and Yordis. Now, they are two sisters at 16 and 18 years old, um, not, in fact, the youngest taking part in the competition. Kiana, who opens the show, is, is I think, a few days younger than Sina uh, from Sina and Hjordis. Now, they may be known to some of the, the Swedish audience, as they tell us, they've performed in front of arguably the most famous people in Sweden. I'll let them tell you who that is. Uh, also, their father has been a songwriter in Melody Festival and, and their grandmother has written some of Sweden's favourite and most famous children's songs. So if you're from Sweden, there's a likelihood you will be aware of their very talented family tree. But let's get to the chat, shall we? I started off by asking Sina 
how it feels to be taking part in Malfest this year. It still feels uh, surreal to just be in this whole thing. I don't think like my mind can grip that we're about to compete in front of so many people. Uh, so right now I feel kind of calm, but I'm sure I'll get nervous over time. Jordis, what what about you? Have you is it the same emotions for you as well? Yeah, same here. And I'm just uh, first time watching Ulfdifusnalen like two weeks ago. I think that really I I like watched it and like was like no, I'm not going to be like part of that because we haven't done like anything like that ever uh, really. So it was really like a kind of like an awakener or what. I don't know what to say, but yeah. What is the biggest thing you've done so far? Like, surely you've not done anything on the scale of Melfest before, but like, what is the biggest thing you've done so far uh, musically? Uh, we did a performance in front of uh, Kungliga Musikalisk Academy, which is like Royal Swedish Academy. Uh, so we did like a medley with uh, songs from uh, a Swedish uh, composer, Paul Rammel. Uh, and we did with uh, a jazz as pianist called Mats Abe, who's really talented. Uh, so that was super fun. How many people were in the audience for that one? Not too many, but the Swedish uh, king and queen were in the room. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, well, if you can perform in front of the, the Swedish royalty, I think you're going to be okay for, <laughs> for Melody Festival. <laughs> uh, you'll have to remind me, which, so one of, which one of you two is only 16 years old? Me. Sina. Sina, let's try and figure out your, your very first Melody Festival in memory because we're going to have so many people listening who have watched Melfest for so many years but and it's going to make them feel so old when they find out what, what some of your earliest Melfest <laughs> memories actually are. Uh, okay, so I rem- remember uh, like idolising uh, Lorraine. I don't know which year, maybe 2012. 12? Yeah. yeah. And like at my kindergarten, we just loved Lorraine. We were obsessed. She was so cool and so like authentic and her voice and the song. Uh, so yeah, when I think of Manifest, I think of Lorraine. Yeah, you're definitely going to be scaring a lot of people. The fact that you were, what, five years old when Lorraine won, yeah. <laughs> won Melfest back in 2012. And yet, there you go. And loads of people just feel old. So well done for, for doing that. Um, At what point in such a, a young life that you've both had so far, did you ever think Melfest could be an option for you both? I think, uh, like, we have always, like, really liked to watch but I don't think any of us have like actually thought about being in the competition. Yeah, it, it was really fun when we were asked to try and sing this song otherwise. Um, we were really like shocked, but of course happy. And when we heard the song, it just felt really easy and right. And then like just a short while after we found out we were actually going to be in Melfest, uh, so that was super fun and like shocking to <laughs> to hear. Yeah. Sina, can you take us back to that moment when you first heard the song for the first time and you both gave it a go singing it? What was that moment like when you, you first heard the song? Uh, so it was the day before my first day of school. Uh, so I was very like stuck in that uh, nervous mindset. But when I heard the song, it was just so good. We hadn't 
got a clue what the song was going to be genre-wise. But when we heard it, it was just like very fun hearing it in Swedish because the, the lyrics were so like authentic and they felt like they had a meaning to them. Um, I just remember like looking at Jördis and like smiling. Tell us about the the moment you found out that it was definitely happening then. So you you know you go through this process, you hear the song for the first time, you then find out that you're going to submit the song and then you find out that you're one of the 28 artists. What was that moment like? How did you find out? I think Anders, uh, I think maybe, yeah, uh, called me when I was in school, like two o'clock, one o'clock, like right after lunchtime. And uh, we had like some, he had like kind of told us that he had talked to some people like recently. So we were kind of excited and we didn't really know if at all, if we were going to get in. But then he called me and was like, you're going to be part of Melodifestvalen this year. And I ran in <laughs> to the bathroom and like, oh, okay, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> yeah, and it was really a weird conversation, but super fun. And he was super excited and I was super excited. And then I I wrote to sing that once and like just wrote it in all caps. And uh, then I ran ran outside and ran to get my girlfriend and like, Marta, we're going to, yeah. And she uh, <laughs> ran to me and then we just, I think we like ditched school. We hadn't many classes right then, but yeah. <laughs> and we just t- took like a half an hour walk and just didn't really know what to what to do. I, like you, you texted me, like call me right now. And I was like in a silent lecture room. Everyone were like, it was so silent. And I sat there and was like, what? And I was like, text me instead. So she texted me um, and I just like ran out and freaked out in the bathroom. So yeah, <laughs> school bathrooms, it happened there. <laughs> you are going to be competing in the same heat as Loreen, who, who we mentioned before. Have you yeah. actually, have you met her before? No, we haven't. How do you think you're going to react when you meet her for the first time? You're going to perform on the same stage as her. She's been like this, like fa- almost like fantasy person, uh, like that I just have looked up to my whole life since I saw Melodifestvalen in 2012. Uh, so I feel like it feels like weird that she actually exists and that we're going to like be in the same room as her. Um and I'm just gonna like freak out talking to her. I think I'm gonna like pass out. <laughs> yeah, because we were like just big enough to think it was like such a cool thing when she won, and we just looked after her so much, like just at the right time for us to like idolize her so much. So it's super cool to be like in the same competition. Sina, have you thought about what you want to happen with Melfest this year? You know, it's it's often so difficult for for debutants, for, for artists who are taking part for the first time, because there's so many huge other artists taking part in the competition. Like, have you got an ambition to progress or is it more just about the experience? Like, what do you want to achieve this year? For me, I feel like just like the opportunity to to experience the whole thing. I think it's going to be so like rewarding and we're going to learn a lot if we don't like win or whatever. It's, it's fine for me as long as I just get the experience 
And I'm hoping that we do well, but I feel like there are so many like talented artists and bands in our competition. So it feels like just fun doing it. It's been great to chat. Thank you so much for, for finding the time to, to come on the podcast and have a chat with us. I'll uh, wish you the very best of luck for, for Melfest at the weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Lovely to hear Sina and Hjordis on the podcast, making their debut in Melody Festival on this weekend, as are Smashing to Pieces that we heard before. But now, James, someone definitely not making their debut in Melody Festivalum. Finally happening, eh? Loreen is on Melfest Monday. It's actually happening. Actually happening. This is insane, isn't it? Yeah, Loreen is on the podcast. Ever since we started the Euro trip back in 2020, ever since we launched Melfest Monday in early 2021, we could have only dreamed of having... Eurovision icon, Loreen, on the podcast. But that is what's about to happen. I was lucky enough to have a conversation with her a few days ago as she was preparing for this heat, heat number four. And of course, she is in the esteemed position of song number 28. So this is the song that we've all been waiting for. The final song taking part in all of the heats this year. James, the anticipation is palpable. Whatever palpable means, I'm sure the anticipation is just that. If you mean it, we're excited, you betcha. Yeah, we certainly are. So Lorene is back in Malfest, of course. She did return after winning the competition and winning Eurovision in 2012 with Euphoria. She did return in 2017. That didn't go as well, you may remember. She was knocked out in the second chance round back in 2017. But now, six years later, she is back. She has been telling me some very intriguing things about her song. And you can hear this full conversation on Wednesday's episode of the Eurotrip. So just a couple of days to wait for that. So make sure you tune into the Eurotrip on Wednesday for my full chat with Lorene. But here's what she told me when I asked why she was competing, why she was returning to Melody Festivalen this year. 
Why? Why can't I run like I am? <laughs> no, um, why? Why Melody Festival and again? Well, let me start by saying it's the song. I fell in love with the song, so that's where I started. And so this was before we even thought about Melody Festival. And, you know, it wasn't even in the, there was no, there was no, um, no, we didn't, we, I didn't know about that. I just, I just heard a song. And so, yeah, I fell in love with the song. That's one of the reasons why. And so, and the other reason why is because I felt like I have something that I want to communicate and I've missed the forum very much. It's been a couple of years now. Um, yeah, I just feel like we just need to cherish these forums that have, that spread so much love, you know, it's so important. We need that more than ever these days with inflation and we've had COVID and it's like the whole world is like, it's a, it's a bit rough for us right now as a, if you look at us as a humankind. So all of these forms that, you know, um, that um, creates um, happiness and joy and uh, they're very important. You mentioned happiness and joy, and I can tell you that that is exactly what you are bringing to a lot of people now that they know <laughs> you're you're back this year, maybe going back to Eurovision. It's all very, very exciting. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, Laureen, I've got to ask you about you and Eurovision, you and your relationship with mm -hmm. Eurovision and Melody Festival. And do you feel any pressure because... People see you as, people especially around my age, see you as the queen of Eurovision. We remember that night in Baku back in 2012. You are the queen of Eurovision for so many people. Is that is that pressure or do you just embrace that? No, I just embrace that. So that's love. You know, I've always wanted to be called a queen. <laughs> queen Marie. Oh, I'm going to start calling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell all my friends to call me Queen Marie from now on. Like, Y'all guys, I'm Queen Doreen. <laughs> it's got no, a certain ring like, to it. It got it, it really does. Um, but um, do I feel pressure? Um, no, because I feel like my, my way of thinking is like everything has its time and Euphoria was perfect for that time. And now things have happened, life and everything. In there. So this is like a new chapter in many ways. Um, so with that said, um, uh, I don't feel pressure of winning. That's not really important to me, even though it sounds crazy, but it really isn't. The most important thing is for me is not to compromise on my performance and my creativity, you know, to, you know, to have, because I do have a vision and I have an idea of what I want to do. And uh, so the most important thing is to, to not compromise. So that, you know, and, um, always stay true to myself so that, that if we look at pressure then the pressure is within that like I feel pressure to keep it you know according to my heart and you know and I get too influenced by things around me that's so that's where the pressure is at you know so there she is then, actual Loreen here on Melfest Monday. And let us just remind you, of course, the full extended version of that chat that Rob had with Loreen, you'll be able to hear that on Wednesday's episode of the Eurotrip. Is that right, Rob? Yeah, you can hear me chatting to Loreen while Loreen was sitting in that lovely Stockholm coffee shop having, I think, a green tea, but I didn't ask. But yes, you will be able to hear the full <laughs> conversation on Wednesday's episode of the Eurotrip. So... 
it is time for us then to look ahead to heat number four. It is just five days away. Of course, to begin with, Jenny, we need your wonderful Swedish accent, please, to take us through the running order. Of course. First is Kiana, where did you go? And then we have Signe och Jördis with Edelweiss. Then we have Smash Into Pieces with Six Feet Under. Then it's Mariette, One Day. And then we have Emil Henron, Mera, Mera, Mera. And then we have Axel Kylström with Gorgeous. And then last but not least, uh, Lorraine with Tattoo. Wonderful stuff, Jenny. Thank you so much for doing that. And James, it's sad to think that that's the last time we will have a Swede taking us through the participants of a heat on this series of Malfest Monday. Not until 2024 we get to do that again. Well, whoever's on next week and the week after, we'll be getting them to do it for the semi-final. The final. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> Jenny, we have to start. We have to start with Lorene. She's returning, of course, to the scene of Eurovision where it took place after her victory in, in Baku, of course. The Eurovision in 2013 was held in Malmo as a result of her victory. We're going back to the Malmo Arena this weekend. All eyes on her and so much anticipation for what she's going to be bringing to the competition this year. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear the song. I haven't heard it yet, but I know everyone is everyone is talking about it. And it, this is going to be the big song for uh, Melody Festival and this year. Everyone is talking about it. So I'm, I'm very excited to hear what it is and what it's going to look like. I mean, who, who can do something better than Euphoria? Well, we'll see. I mean... When she uh, was uh, in Melody Festival and the last time with the statements, I mean, she didn't even make it. Yeah, she was to the semifinals. Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, I really, really hoped that she would uh, uh, move on to the final, but she didn't. Uh, so there's also a bit of a worry that she's not going to make it direct to the finals. If something happens or if some, if, or if people is like, hey, you already won this shit. Why are you here again? <laughs> I, I don't know. But so excited for Loreen. Can you take us back to the moment when Loreen was announced to taking part in Melfest this year? You know, what was the general excitement like in Sweden? We know outside of Sweden in the, in sort of the Eurovision sphere of fans, the excitement was huge. But generally in Sweden, what was it like? I think that everyone was... Uh, I mean, a, a bit excited and then a bit worried because, you know, we have euphoria. We know how it went the last time. So it's kind of mixed feelings. I think that's kind of general in, in Sweden. And I mean, everyone loved uh, Lorraine for what she did in Baku. So we're really, really hoping for it. So I think that most Swedes were kind of happy. And having spoken to her, of course, and this is something you'll hear in the extended conversation on the podcast on Wednesday, but I asked her, is this song more like Statement? Is this song more like Euphoria? She said it's definitely more on the Euphoria side of things, which I think is only helping, isn't it, to add to the anticipation and the excitement. But it's so difficult. There is so much pressure because, as you said, Jenny, nothing can ever be Euphoria. 
Nothing can ever be euphoria. But she's also said, when, when she entered with statements, she also all, uh, all the time said, this is not euphoria. This is something completely different that I want to do. So everyone was prepared for that. And now she's hinting about that this might be a bit like euphoria. So, of course, everyone is excited about it. Let's chat about somebody else who's returning to Melfest this year, uh, Mariette. She's back in Melfest for, what is it now, the fifth time, I think, Jenny? All four times beforehand, she's managed to secure a spot in the final. Uh, what do you think her chances are again this year? What's the what's the competition going to be like in the heat this coming weekend for, for Mariette? I think yeah, there will be no problem for her to, to advance to either final or semi-final because... Uh, the people here love uh, Mariette. Uh, there's something that everyone loves about her. So even if she doesn't do a, a quite good... I think that the first song that she entered with uh, for uh, many years ago is the best one that she's ever done. Um, and she's never really come up to that level again. But everyone loves her, so she will probably... Uh, whatever she does. But I think it's... She said... Uh, herself that is a grand song and it's a, a, a big and grand song so I think we're going to be, see something a bit different maybe than we have seen her in the last uh, time she was in. Who else do you want to talk about Jenny who who is competing in this heat? You, you've got free reign to pick any of the other five acts so who do you want to talk about next? Uh, we have to talk about Emil Henron that's competing with Mera Mera Mera. He is a huge TikTok celebrity in Sweden. Uh, he has all the kids. Uh, he did a song a couple of years ago that was uh, big on TikTok where he was singing Ja är mamma. Ja är mamma. I am a mother. I'm a mother. I'm a mother. And, and all the kids were singing it. So I think that many kids will uh, love that he's back uh, or is, uh, is in the competition. He is a... Uh, he's at the same time uh, a very serious musical artist. So he's right now in uh, the musical Hair in, as uh, one of the leads in, uh, in, in one of the musical theatres in, in Stockholm. So he's a, he's a good singer. So he has that. So I don't, I'm not nervous about how he's, go, he, he's going to sing, but I'm, it's going to be very exciting to see how he is and how the kids uh, will receive him and, uh, or if they will like what he sings at this time because he's a big star in, on TikTok. Jenny, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, you men- do it. <laughs> you mentioned that, that he is, is massive with, with a younger audience. We've already spoken on this episode how Mark and Martinez are massive with a younger audience. And we've also spoken previously on the podcast about Teos, who, of course, is, is in the semi-finals now. Do we have a possibility of all of these acts making it through to the final? Marcus and Martinez, of course, already there. And they cancel each other out. So they don't do as well as they could have done because their vote is shared among the younger audience. I mean, the kids vote with the app. They have five votes in the beginning, and then they have five more. I think they will give five to ten, five or ten to everyone that they can <laughs> vote for. So, I mean, uh, they don't uh, take two to one and five to the other. They will vote for. It's fun to vote in the app, and they like a song, and that's so. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that they will uh, take out each other. 
Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't yes. we? <laughs> uh, Rob, you just mentioned uh, Teos just a, a moment ago. Uh, and one of the songwriters on his song this year, of course, he's made it through to the semi-final already, is Axel Schilstrom, who will also be competing on the stage himself on this coming Saturday night. Fr- what- friend, friend, friend of Malthus Monday, James. Indeed, yeah. He was, a, he was a guest of ours on, on the first series a couple of years ago. And it's six years, am I right, since he was on the stage himself performing as a singer. Was that a bit of a... Oh, Robert, I can see you're desperate to say something. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I was... Well, I've only just realised this because th- that was genuinely the first Malthus heat I ever watched was the heat that he was in because it was also the same heat when Lorene returned to Malthus. So... There's a lovely bit of full circle synergy there, isn't it? Axel Schilstrom and Lorene back in the same heat. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a question in there, Jenny, but feel free to say something anyway. (laughs) I'm so impressed with all your knowledge about Melody Festivalen. I mean, I think I know a lot, but when you know, you you go down to to, uh, remember things about old heats. I have to look at Wikipedia. Uh, well, uh, Axel Schuster, we will be, what do we say about him? I, don't, I, I really don't even remember him or the song. The song. I remember him, but not the song from when he was uh, in last. I don't know what he said about this song, but I mean, he recently became a dad. So maybe it's a very nice little song, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's, we'll see uh, how it goes for him. A little earlier on, Jenny, we heard from uh, Sinjan Hjordis here on the podcast, making their debut in the competition, just 16 and 18 years old. Um, just because they're young, does this mean as well that they're going to appeal to a younger audience or do you think they're going to bring something entirely different? I think they're going to bring something completely different. You remember Timotei? You remember Sarik? I think it's going to be some mix of that. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, the the elderly generation is going to love them. And uh, maybe the, the kids of younger generation also will do it. Uh, I mean, everyone lived, uh, loved Timothée when they were with uh, in the in the competition and also Sarek. So I think uh, we're quite excited. And also because there are the grandchildren of Gullan Boanemark, who is uh, a composer and, and, and uh, songwriter for all children's songs <laughs> uh, written in the uh, 1960s and 70s. And every kid, even if you're born in the 60s or now, you can uh, uh, sing along to her song. So I think we're quite excited to see what her grandchildren will bring to the table. The first song that we're going to see in the final heat is Kiana. What can we expect from Kiana? She's also very young. She's 16. I think she is the youngest uh, contender this uh, Melody Festival this year. Uh, she was in Talang. Uh, could that be like you're the voice or no, not the it's voice? Like, uh, but... They got talent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many shows these days. Yes, so it's many shows. I was thinking like, uh, earlier about what is Talang in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, she was in that show a couple of years ago when made it to the finals. So she probably has a great voice. I didn't see her when she was in Talang. But so I haven't even known if it's an up-tempo or it's a, a, a slow song, but I think it was it, it's going to be an up-tempo. 
Yeah, she's opening the show. We'd expect. Yeah, she's opening. We'd expect. We don't want to start sleeping just (laughs) after eight on Saturday. (laughs) And then, Jenny, there's one app we've not spoken about. I've spoken to them on today's episode. Smash into pieces. Who were bringing apparently some sort of electronic rock, something that we've not really heard in the competition this year. So we need them. We need. We need something. Variety. Yes, definitely. So. Uh, and I mean, half of the Swedish population loves uh, metal and that kind of uh, music. So they will vote for uh, Smash Into Pieces uh, no matter what, I think. So uh, let's hope for some pyro and uh, a great show. Jenny, before we let you go, before we wrap up today's podcast, we need your predictions. We know you haven't heard the songs, we know, but we like to do it anyway. Two artists you think are going to qualify to the final and the two artists who you think are going to go to the semi. Okay, so I think, uh, of course, that Lorian will go to the final. And then I will think... Uh, and then I think that Emil Henron will go to the final. And then for semi-final, Mariette and maybe Kiana. A lot of girls. Did, didn't sound that confident on the last one. but No, I have no idea. I actually have no idea. Well, as we as we do every week when we ask you this, <laughs> nobody knows because we haven't heard any of the songs yet. But Jenny, thank you so much for joining us as ever. It's been a pleasure to have you back on Melfest Monday and you can let yourself out of that cupboard now as well. Oh, thank you. Uh, and thank you for having me again. It's a joy to be with you. So, James, there we have it. It is the end of another episode of Melfest Monday, episode four of 2023, and lovely to be joined by. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call her it, and I don't use this word often. The iconic oh. Jenny Agra on the uh, podcast you, this week. I was gonna say, are you gonna confirm that to her? I wonder if she's listening and she's just sort of feeling a bit faint. Rob's, <laughs> Rob uses the word iconic. That doesn't happen often. Didn't even call Toby Eck iconic. <laughs> Yeah, what a, what a great episode. Great to have Jenny back on the podcast. It's been almost a year, well overdue, if you ask me. Uh, hopefully you now feel up to speed on everything that is coming your way on your screens on Saturday night for heat number four of Melfest. Very exciting. And as I've already said, by the time that we speak next time round, we will have heard every song competing in Melody Festival in, in 2023. And James, of course, this time next week... We'll be looking ahead to the semi-final. Honestly, Melfest 2023 will be over before we know it. Yeah, we say this every year, don't we? It is flying by. Just two places up for grabs on Saturday night for the semi-final and two more places up for grabs on Saturday night for the grand final. Hot competition. Jenny's already given us her predictions. We're going to keep stum and keep our predictions to ourselves just in case we are wildly wrong. But of course, you can get in touch with your predictions and, and anything else you have to say of course we are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter Instagram and TikTok hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email and you can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com and a reminder that full chat with Lorene on the Eurotrip on Wednesday so just two days time yeah two more sleeps until Santa Lorene comes with some very special gifts <laughs> uh, which was a horrendous joke which I really wish I hadn't said yeah, but what's Santa doing knocking about in mid-Feb <laughs> anyway please uh, if that didn't put you off please subscribe leave some reviews do you reckon Santa's uh, watching UMK I, I can only assume so yeah 
on Saturday night. We yeah. should go. Come on, we should go. Yeah, it's a Melfest podcast, mate. You know, stop swaying across the border, mate. Honestly. Uh, rate us five stars. I haven't already said that. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.